It's that time again. Time for the Go I.O. Go Cowboy Roundtable. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. This is session number three for the year 2018. We've got Ian McMacken, the publisher of Go I.O. Go. And joined by Jim Anest from Parker, Colorado, another Wyoming fan extraordinaire. So let's get this thing started, huh? There's our virtual audience. All right. Good evening, gentlemen. Welcome to the Cowboy Roundtable. Uh, Ian, how are you doing? Doing well today, uh, getting ready to go off to Columbia on Friday. I know you're going to be joining me out there uh, in Columbia, Missouri for the football game coming up. But really, uh, just trying to get over this uh, disappointment on Saturday. Uh, this game's been a little hard to shake, so I guess we'll move forward. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what other alternative we have. How about you, Jim? How are you doing? Uh, doing real well, Jeff, and uh, just like I am, uh trying to shake off that uh, loss on Saturday, but, you know, we're all fan extraordinaire here. So, uh, you know, we'll raise the flag and do battle again on Saturday. Well, now, uh, you had a special event um, on Saturday. You had the Cowboys in Colorado uh, tailgate tent, didn't you, this time? We did. We're doing that uh, every home game this year. So uh, if uh, any of the listeners on Go Y.O. Go uh, website or listeners, or bring stop by, bring your family, and everybody's welcome. Well, good, good. I'd, I'd uh, like to have a chance to come out there. I'm not coming out to Laramie this year. Uh, my big trip is the one to Missouri. But uh, if you keep going next year, I can. I think I'll be coming out. Uh, did you get a chance to go see that, Ian? I did not make it by Jim's uh, event, uh, Colorado's and Cowboy or Cowboys in Colorado. Um, I was off trying to entertain a bunch of people and do a bunch of things, and I got a little late to the tailgate area. So I'll be there next time, Jim. Well, great. Uh, you know, we're just right behind the east stands and uh, look for the flag or or the banner, and uh, you can you'll see us. All right. Well, for the first. Um item on our agenda uh, as you mentioned we had a game against uh, Washington State University uh, going into that game we were pretty um, pretty pumped up because the Cowboys looked good against uh, New Mexico State however uh, the Cowboys didn't come out of this one very well losing 41 to 19 and uh, you guys were eyewitnesses uh, uh, who wants to give their impression first Well, let's not both jump at this, Ian. I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, i very disappointed in the fourth quarter. I was fairly optimistic for the first three quarters. I think the Cowboys showed uh, some capability over the first three quarters of the game. But there was also a lot of just really stupid mistakes, penalties in, in that critical period where I think they may have had some opportunities to stretch the game out a little bit. Um, and just, I think 
the fourth quarter was just, it seemed like there was a lack of fire, um, a little bit conservative on offense. I, I wish there had been a little bit more creativity and circumstances, uh, especially when we had some momentum early. I didn't like the, the call on Granderson by the officiating crew. Um, that's probably the loudest I've heard War Memorial Stadium uh, when we lined up and uh, the crowd was really into that point in the game and Granderson came and apparently he didn't hear the whistle blow. And that was really a key play because I think that led to the first uh, Washington State score. So that that's kind of in my crawl right now a little bit. So they're just a combination of things throughout the game that kind of bothered me. So I kind of obviously left the stadium very disappointed or at least a bitter taste in my mouth. How about you, Jim? Well, you know, I thought this might be the first game that we could uh, win over a Power 5 school uh, in, in a long time. And it seemed like we had the ability, and I, and I still believe we had the players to pull this off. But, uh, you know, you have to give credit to Washington State. I personally felt like they kind of made it a little bit easier when they uh, – went away from that run game that they started that uh, first series with, which was turned out to be very productive for them. I mean, they moved right down the field with that run game, and then they resorted back to their normal passing attack. And, and you know, I'm glad that they stayed with just a regular passing attack rather than mixing it up, which I was afraid that they were going to do. Um, you know, it just – we got some bad calls and I'm, I hate to blame refs with uh, an outcome of a game. Uh, but you know, there were a couple real critical calls that went against us. And then we just had some unfortunate events. If nothing, you know, it hasn't been mentioned much, but that snap over the punter's head, if the ball, you know, if we tackle that guy, or if he goes down at the one yard line, we get the ball at the one yard line and, you know, hopefully we score and we're up 7-0 rather than only 2-0. Just little things like that that kind of plagued us for the entire game. And then once again, I, you know, I just felt like the play calling just was overly conservative, predictable, and, you know, it just didn't give us the best chance to win a big game. You know, that's been the um... – uh, the the swan song that's on the board here the last week, a lot of uh, complaints about the play calling, its predictability. Even even Coach Bowl mentioned that uh, they're looking to expand the um, <laughs> playbook uh, out. So I guess they're, they're even recognizing that, uh, you know, they tried to establish the run game, and I think maybe they kind of stuck with it too long. And They've got a freshman, uh, you know, a redshirt freshman quarterback, so they're probably a little nervous about uh, getting him too too exposed. But um, uh, I tell you, uh, it's it's time to loosen up, I think, and um, and uh, give Vanderwall uh, a chance. Now, I talked to him today, and we're going to hear an interview here a little bit later, and I don't think his confidence has been um, has been dented any at all. So. We'll listen to that. Uh, I tell you what, let's listen to uh, Coach Bowles' comments at the post-game uh, interview. Joined by head coach Craig Bowles. Let's go downstairs and visit with the head coach of the Cowboys, 
right now. Coach, uh, just your thoughts, your general thoughts on this one. Quite a game. And mm-hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on all of this? Well, going in, uh, you know, it was going to take an outer body experience and for Wazoo to play poorly. I thought that, by the way, I thought they played well and they have a good football team. But we were going to need to play well. And, um, you know, there are too many opportunities that we had this evening that uh, – that we need to make plays when we have an opportunity to make them. Um, I, I thought that um, we knew that Wazoo had some phenomenal wide receivers, and it was going to be important not to just try to tax our back end, but to have our defensive front uh, really uh, create some pressure. And uh, I thought their quarterback uh, did a great job, but I thought their offensive line was unbelievable. And we've got some good pass rushers. And, very rarely were we able to generate uh, pressure with four men. And, uh, you know, I heard some of the comments that you just made. They did a nice job with some underneath passes. And then, you know, there was some give and take. There's some times that, you know, I thought we had some, uh, um, you know, some good tackling underneath. And there were some times that we certainly need to improve. Offensively, it was going to be imperative that we really run the ball. Uh, they were thin up front. I think we got close to breaking uh, some of their, you know, they were getting awfully, they were rotating, their pads were getting high. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, in, the, in the third quarter there, we, we had an opportunity to maybe really uh, make a big, big move. And, uh, you know, we ended up getting a field goal, and we needed a, probably a touchdown there. And so the kicking game, um, they, they defeated us there. I, I think they defeated us in all three phases. I think they're a good football team, but I still believe we can be a good football team. We certainly did not show that today. I know, Coach, one of the things you'll clean up this week is the penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were Some of them uh, were really damaging, too. It might have given them another uh, opportunity or a first down. That's something you will clean up this week. Yep, we will. Next up, uh, uh, Missouri. And I know it's you know pretty soon to be thinking about that one, but that'll be another great challenge for the Cowboys, I'm thinking, Coach. Well, yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I know that they, they hit a game today. I haven't even checked, uh, but – you know, they're an SEC team. Uh, uh, I know their head coach, he's really a principled man, and they've got some good players, uh, but we do as well. And so we're going to need to get a bounce back in our step, uh, take a take a critical look at this tape, um, and then recognize when we, when we have the game in, 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 in the balance there, what things we need to do, to what subtle decisions we need to make to make sure that, uh, you know, we get on the right side of the ledger. So, that's where we're at, guys. I appreciate you having me on. You bet. Okay, thanks, thanks so much. We want to thank uh, Dave Walsh and uh, Learfield Sports and Kevin McKinney and the University of Wyoming for allowing us to use their um, audio um, audio highlights, uh, by the way. Uh, so uh, any, uh, any reaction to the coach's comments? Well, I think talking about the defensive line, I think the the play of the defensive line was probably one of the big disappointments uh, during the game because going into the game, I expected that unit to really make a difference, uh, make some things happen. Though they did have six tackles for losses, they had no quarterback curries and no sacks. That completely shocked me. And in the fourth quarter, just viewing it, from the field level there, just they, they weren't getting any pressure on Washington State when they really the, the defense really need to make a big play and get the ball back to the offense. So that would be something else I would add is just the defensive line just didn't play quite up to the standard where I expected it to be. Yeah, well, Granderson didn't get as many um, 
pressures or sacks as uh, we generally uh, are used to seeing. Um, they did a good job of uh, boxing our uh, guys out. So uh, hopefully um, they can look at that Missouri tape. Now I looked at the um, highlights that I posted on the board there, you know, the Missouri highlights from their game with UT Martin. And uh, I don't think that um, Martin's uh, defensive uh, front is as good as ours. So hopefully uh, we can put a little bit more pressure on the, uh, on the Tigers. You know, Jeff, that Missouri offensive line is huge. They are experienced and they're older. They've had plenty of birth dates, as Joe Glenn used to always say. And, and looking at them, they average 6'5", 330 pounds across <laughs> that front line. So, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be a, a tough offensive line. I think they're going to be much, much better than what Washington State uh, had to throw at us. I don't want to think about that, but I, <laughs> yeah, you're. Uh... And then you know you take uh, Drew Locke, who's probably I would say a consensus or near consensus number one or first round type of draft uh, quarterback. He might be the number one first quarterback taken in the in the draft coming up this year. I mean, the guy threw for four thousand yards last year, and I think he set a SEC record with 44 touchdowns last year and he had a quarterback rating was off the charts. Uh, as I recall, his quarterback rating was like 165 plus. <laughs> and so those are just incredible numbers. And, you know, and then he sits there behind a offensive line that's six, five, three thirty average. So, you know, and, uh, both of his running backs are, are back. So it kind of reminds me of uh, Josh Allen's big year where, you know, he had uh, Brian Hill in the back. He had Chase Roulier up on the front, and he had a whole assortment of receivers that he could throw to. So, uh, you know, the Cowboys are going to have uh, – they're going to be tested. But I like what Coach Bowles said. And I think this game with Washington State really got to him. I, I, I just sense that this game really hit hard for him. Uh, you know, his comment about a bounce back and, you know, he's wanting to make this on the right side of the ledger. And so these are things that I, I believe he will uh, instill on this team coming up. So I don't see the Cowboys. They're not going to just, you know, give up from the beginning. I think that it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to play well. And uh, so let's hope that uh, maybe we get a, a bounce here or there for us this year. And last year, you know, Missouri did not start out well. I mean, they lost, they were like one and six when they started out last year. Then they played really well and won their last five or six games to get into a bowl game. And then ultimately they lost to Texas in the bowl game last year. Well, it's certainly going to be a challenge. Um, now, uh, after the New Mexico or after the uh, Washington State game, um, uh, Dave uh, Dave Walsh also talked to uh, Logan Wilson. Let's listen to what he had to say. And now we'll talk with our the Cowboy Tough Chevy Silverado Player of the Game. Brought to you by Laramie GM Auto Center. Chevy, find new roads. Well, this Cowboy had 12 tackles today. That includes one for loss. He was doing his part. Everything he could do on 
defense, but uh, Logan Wilson is our player of the game. And, Logan, this was uh, uh, quite a football game, really, uh, and it, it just turned in the second half, gosh darn it. But what was uh, – did you see anything? I don't think you did, but did you see anything from that air raid offense that you did not expect in this game? Uh, no, we didn't. We uh, saw everything we expected to have. I mean, we just didn't execute the best that we could. Um, really, like, it's been the same stuff Leach has ran for all the last seven years that he's been there, and so um, we weren't surprised by anything they ran. We just didn't execute the best of our ability. You know, Logan, and, and they did a good job of, of execution. They they are amazing, and when you see a, a, a what you would say conventionally a running down, they don't do that. They don't do that in any situation, and they did a nice job with the underneath stuff. I thought. I mean, yeah, they're they're a pass first uh, offense. Um, they didn't last year. They averaged about like seventy yards rushing a game and over three hundred and sixty something uh, rushing or passing yards a game. So, um, yeah, we expected them to pass a lot, and um, I mean they, that's what they did. And we just didn't, you know, do what we could have done. Um, I'm not going to point any fingers at anyone. We all could have done better collectively. So. You know, Logan, I, I, you're, you're going to be able to answer this, but uh, I know the game plan was to kind of wear them down, especially in the second half. It didn't look like they did that like maybe we thought they might. Did you see it that way? Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of a tough question to answer. I mean, they still they kept doing what they were doing in the first half. They, you know, they had a little wrinkle. Um, they had some adjustments that they made at halftime, and we had to make adjustments too. Um, you know, it's just part of football, and um, – we just didn't execute the best that we could, and so um, it showed them on the scoreboard. Logan, I'm guessing that uh, you will, you are even right now. You're probably very anxious for the next game, huh? This is one of those games where you can't wait to get to the next one. I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll learn from this one, see what I can improve on. You know, me individually, and see what we can improve on collectively as a, as a defensive unit and as a team. And um, you know, we'll just let this one sting for a couple of days, and then Monday we'll move on and get ready for Missouri. So. There you go. Hey, Logan, thanks so much thanks, for coming Logan. on with us. Yep, thank you. Again, uh, Dave Walsh uh, and Kevin McKinney and Learfield Sports, again, thanking them. Uh, naturally, uh, Logan sounded a little down, but um, uh, I think they're going to bounce back. I think that um, uh, they felt they let let this one go. Well, the silver lining with me is this is still a veteran defense with a lot of talent and they have proven to be a, a good defensive team. That's done some pretty good things uh, over the last year. And they have a lot of pride on that defense and just listen to Logan's post game comments, you know, use the word sting and getting back at it and better execution. And I do expect the Cowboys to play better defensively on Saturday. I don't know where that's going to translate in terms of the scoreboard, but I do expect this defense, I, I think they're down on themselves a little bit. They just realize they didn't play as well as they needed to. And I do expect them to bounce back and, and then play with, with a better effort. So we'll see where that leads us. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we take a, a moment out here and uh, take five minutes to listen to the play-by-play uh, the -play and review the game. Cougars of Washington State came to Laramie on Saturday, September 1st to take on the Wyoming Cowboys under clear Wyoming skies. 
Washington State took the ball to start the game and got their first three points off a 24-yard field goal by Blake Mazza, making the score Washington State 3, Wyoming nothing with 9 minutes and 57 seconds remaining in the first quarter. The Cougars added seven more points in the first quarter at the 3-minute 35-second point on a two-yard pass from WSU quarterback Gardner Minshew to James William, making the score Washington State 10, Wyoming nothing. Wyoming got on the board with one minute and 35 seconds remaining in the first quarter when Javon Bigelow tackled Cougar running back in the end zone for a two-point safety, making the score Cougars 10, Wyoming 2. Austin Conway stands back at the Cowboy 25-yard line, awaiting the punt. For Oh, it's a high snap. Goes over the head of Dragicevic. He's to the three. He's going to be hit. The ball is in the end zone. It's covered by the Cowboys. Where is this going to be a safety? It's going to be a Cowboy safety. The Cowboys got the ball back in short order when Wyoming tackle Garrett Crawl recovered a Washington State fumble at their 30-yard line with 14 and 52 seconds remaining in the second quarter. He wants to throw. Now the shovel pass up ahead to Borgie, but that is sniffed out. In fact, coming away with the football. Let's see how they call this. Garrett Crawl came away with the ball, but now they're going to talk it over. I don't know that... Borgie ever went to the ground with the ball. So that'll be the question whether he actually was down. On the field is the ball was fumbled prior to the runner's knee becoming down. First down. The Cowboys closed the scoring deficit to 10-9 on an 8-yard run by Nico Evans following a 5-play 30-yard drive at 12 minutes and 23 seconds remaining in the second quarter. Second and two at the eight-yard line of Washington State. Again, the Cowboys in the eye, shifting in the defensive front for Washington State. They'll give it to Nico, has some room right side, but it closes. Now he's on his feet, and he's in! Touchdown, Cowboys! The Cougars tacked on three more points uh, within the second quarter on a 41-yard field goal, making the score Washington State 13, Wyoming 9, with eight minutes and 37 seconds remaining in the second quarter. The Cowboys got the ball back in short order when safety Antonio Hall intercepted a pass by Cougar Gardner's Minshew at the Wyoming 46-yard line. Now third and 10, Minshew throw. Oh, this is picked off. It's intercepted at the 46-yard line. Antonio Hall there to make the pick. Two possessions later, Wyoming took the lead for the first time with a 23-yard touchdown run by freshman running back Avanti Cox with five minutes and seven seconds remaining in the half. Evans, the lone setback. Wyoming with a first down at the 23-yard line of Washington State on the jet sweep again. This time, Conway gets a block. He is going to be in. That's a touchdown, Cowboys. Avante Cox took it in for Wyoming. Following the extra point, Wyoming led 16-13. to The Cowboys took the three-point lead into the locker room at half. The Cowboys added another field goal on their first possession in the second half when Cooper Roth hit a field goal from the Washington State's 30-yard line, making the score Wyoming 19, Washington State 13, 
with 8.48 remaining in the third quarter. The Cougars regained the lead for good on a six-yard pass from Minshew to Max Borgie with three minutes and 51 seconds remaining in the third quarter. The score stood at Washington State 20, Wyoming 19. The Cougars stifled the Cowboys in the fourth quarter while adding three touchdowns in short order. First, the seven-yard pass from Minshew to Winston Esop with 10.55 remaining in the fourth quarter and making the score Washington State 27, Wyoming 19. The Cougars added two more touchdowns at 5.50 in the fourth quarter and with 4.40 seconds remaining in the game, making the final score Wyoming 19, Washington State 41. The Cowboys now stand at 1-1 on the season and travel to Columbia, Missouri next Saturday to face the Missouri Tigers of the Southeastern Conference. We'd like to thank the University of Wyoming, Dave Walsh, and Learfield Sports for allowing us to use the audio highlights of the game. For the Cowboy Roundtable, I'm Jeff Fry reporting. There you have the play-by-play. I have to say that uh, I was trying to say 44 seconds, not 440 (laughs) for the last score that uh, uh, the Cougars made. Uh, You know, there was a lot of positives in there. We had two turnovers. uh, We had uh, a couple of touchdown runs. Uh, You know, I tell you, uh, there was some good there. It just just didn't do too well in the uh, second half, so... I guess we're just going to have to put this one aside. Well, Jeff, you know, going into the game, uh, I was talking to one of my friends, and we had we were trying to come up with the keys of the game. And the first one was, well, you know, we need to control the ball. And the second one was, with the number two, there was a series of twos. We needed to have two sacks, which we didn't get. We needed to have two turnovers, which we did get. But we also needed to have... 200 yards in rushing. And I think if Nico would have maybe uh, finished the game and along with what Bigelow and Xavier could have done, I think we would have been close to that 200 yard mark as well. And, you know, things could have been different, but uh, it turned out the way it is. And I agree, Jeff, let's move on. (laughs) Well, I guess we have to. Now I did uh, get an opportunity to talk to a couple of the players uh, this afternoon. Uh, I did talk to uh, Tyler Vanderwall uh, about his experience, and uh, let's listen to that. We've got Tyler Vanderwall, uh, redshirt freshman uh, quarterback from Elk Grove, California, University of Wyoming Cowboys. Hello, Tyler. Uh, Welcome to the uh, Go Wyo Go Cowboy Roundtable. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, it's it's always kind of difficult on these days when we have to talk about – a game that didn't go the way you exactly wanted it. But uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, it's your second start. Uh, even though you didn't come out the way you wanted to, uh, did you come away anything positive for yourself in the game? Yeah, you know, I definitely think there's some good that we did in the game, um, even though I did. Um, I think the whole offense did some good things, you know. We didn't execute as well as we wanted to, but um, there was definitely some good in the game, and I think we take that with a grain of salt and just get ready for Missouri. Now, uh, I noticed that um, in the first two games, you've been kind of limiting uh, your passes downfield, but you uh, did launch one towards uh, Rocket Ishmael. Unfortunately, he couldn't quite haul it in. That that looked pretty sweet. Yeah, you know, I definitely think uh, 
that was one of my um, better balls out of the two games. And so I think we just got to keep that going into next week and the weeks to come. Now, what do you say to a guy when he comes back and it, and it, it just gets out of his fingertips? Uh, uh, do you pat him on the back and say, let's do it again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think Rocket was pretty down after that because he, um, he knows he's capable of making that play. I think we all know he's capable of making that play. So he's pretty bummed, but I told him, I was like, hey, I'm not mad at you. Don't be mad at yourself. You know, we're going to get him next time. we got um, a lot of ball game left, um, a lot of games left to play. And uh, I think me and Rocket are going to be a, a special connection over the next couple of weeks. Oh, I tell you what, you guys get it together. He is something else. Uh, shades of his father. He's got speed. Uh, it'll be something special, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, I think he's one of the fastest guys out, out on the field, and uh, he's got wonderful hands, too. In pregame, he's over there catching balls one-handed pretty easily. So, um, you know, just finding that confidence that uh, he knows he, he has. Now, you're coming into a pretty tough game on the road, and the Missouri Tigers, um, uh, what do you know about them? Uh, we know that playing the SEC, you know, that's the best football in the country. Um, they're big, they're talented, they got a lot of size. Um, there's a lot of talent on their defense. Um, play a lot of man. Uh, um, you know, they play a lot of cover six behind that, too. So uh, I think nothing that we haven't seen before, we know what to expect. And I just think we got to have a good week of practice and we got to go out there and execute and play our football. Now, uh, being that you've had two games under your belt, is the game slowing down for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I still, you know, the first game I was super nervous going out there for the first time and, you know, playing Washington State. You know, I was. I was a little nervous just because it's our home opener. We're playing Pac-12, but I wasn't as nervous as I was. So it's ultimately just getting those butterflies out. And the game's definitely slowing down a lot more. Uh, you know, I think it helps that we're watching a lot more film on these guys. Um, so the game's um, progressively getting slower and slower. Now, uh, uh, you've come in and stepped into some pretty big shoes with uh, Josh Allen moving on to the NFL. Uh, has you Have you felt any pressure from that? Um, not really. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the Josh is, you know, the, the staple behind this, um, you know, like they put a lot of, um, you know, Josh was a big recruiting tool for me, even when I was coming here. Um, but I don't really feel a lot of pressure. These guys are, they're letting me do my thing, let me play my ball and um, they're trusting me with um, everything. So there's not a lot of pressure. Well, that's good. I, I tell you, yeah, we want to, um, uh, wish you luck in uh, Columbia, Missouri this weekend and uh, uh, looking for uh, a victory. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. That was uh, Tyler Vanderwall, quarterback at the University of Wyoming. Thank you, Tyler, and hope we talk to you again. Absolutely. Sounds good. Well, that was my uh, interview with uh, Tyler uh, Vanderwall. Uh, uh, nice young man. I think he's got a lot of confidence. Um, uh He's going to be a good one, I think. Uh, gives him, get him a little bit more experience, uh, and if he's he's got weapons like Ishmael and uh, uh, Nico's coming around, so um, I have a lot of high hopes for him. Well, I have a lot of high hopes for the this offense. Still, I'm not. Uh, I think this offense is gonna has the capability to progress throughout the season. And I mean, you, you hear you guys talk about Rahib, and then hear him talking about how fast he is and how great hands he is. I think he could be that miss, missing element the team didn't really have last year with that breakaway threat. And I think as uh, Tyler becomes more comfortable, and you know he's going to continue to become more comfortable in that offensive line because it's still got some uh, uh, registered freshmen on that offensive line. They're going to continue to 
Baker. I just get a feeling that this offense is going to start hitting its stride as they we get in the conference play. And uh, I think Tyler, they have a lot of faith in him. Um, sound very good the interview. And, uh, you know, he's looked fairly decent out there on the, on the field in his first couple games. I would agree with what Ian just said. I think that the offense will mature. Uh, you're seeing glimpses of that already. Uh, I think that once they loosen up some of the play calling and, and you know, get Tyler more involved in the, in the game, I think we'll see some positive uh, you know, production out of that offense. I mean, we have some running backs. We got a, a great senior group of uh, tight ends, which, by the way, I'm surprised we haven't used them a lot more. And I think we have a good quality set of uh, wide receivers. So uh, you throw that in with uh, what I think is a more mature and, and experienced offensive line than we had last year. Uh, I think we're going to get one of those games that all of a sudden the Cowboys really break out. And so um, let's hope it's sooner than later because we've got a tough stretch of games coming up here. And, and hopefully, you know, we can write uh, this ship right away it might not happen in missouri but you know ultimately it's all about winning the mountain west uh, championship doing well in conference play uh, proving ourselves there and getting to another bowl game and winning it yeah I, that's the that's the first thing in the uh, crown uh, jewel in the crown that we need is a conference championship we haven't had one of those in God knows how long. So uh, I'm more interested in that. Uh, of course, I'd like to see uh, the Cowboys knock off these so-called Power Five schools um, and also not get uh, uh, trucked, <laughs> railroaded in these games, you know, uh, be competitive. Uh, but, yeah, it's the conference championships, the most important thing in getting a bowl game, for me at least. So... Um, you know, uh, going into Missouri, uh, I'm hoping for, um, well, you know, we're all hoping for a victory, but uh, short of that, I want to see him compete. Well, if we get to that bowl game this year and a conference championship, Jeff, that means in about two or three weeks that we just uh, took care of business with Boise State again at home. And so if that happens, the ship is righted overnight Everything is good again in cowboy land and it's going to be a fun year, but there's a lot of ifs and buts to get to that point here in the next few weeks. Well, yeah, there are, but, um, uh, I'm fairly confident. Uh, I think that they're going to respond to this. I, I know that, uh, coach Bowles not going to let him forget. <laughs> he was, he was pretty animated on the sidelines and the, in the television production, uh, they were watching him a lot, and oh God, he was hot. Uh, he um, he gave um, uh, Rocket uh, a severe tongue lashing when he came off the field after that um, dumb uh, penalty that he got, you know, for responding to the trash talk from the Missouri guy and then slapping him. It's always the second guy that gets penalized, right? It's never it's never the first guy, so. Uh, he lost his cool there, but um, I think that um, they're going to get their attention. That's for sure. Now uh, the defense, uh, we wanted to feature them, and I got a I got another Tyler uh, interview. 
I talked with uh, Tyler Hall, the linebacker nickelback uh, for the Cowboys. Let's listen to that interview. All right, we've got uh, Tyler Hall, uh, Wyoming Cowboy uh, linebacker and uh, nickelback junior uh, on the line. Uh, Tyler, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Well, I'm doing fine, and thank you for joining us here on the Go I.O. Go Cowboy Roundtable. Uh, you know, you just had a game, and I know that uh, it didn't come out the way you wanted it, but uh, uh, just wanted to ask you, uh, from your experience, uh, other than the outcome, uh, how did it go for you? Uh, it went well. Uh, you know, we would like to get the dub, but... Uh, as we go by, you know, we learn from our mistakes of this game, and we can't let this game beat us twice. Uh, we know we'll watch film on this. We watch film on this game this morning, so we watch film. We learn from our mistakes, and we just got to move on to the next game. Now, the defense uh, early on did really well. Um, obviously, did you feel like uh, you were on par with those guys? Yes, most definitely. I feel like our defense. We came on strong in the first half, and uh, I felt like we kind of we kind of let off in the second half, and we kind of let. Um, them take the momentum of the game going into this, uh, like I would say, the fourth quarter, in, in which we, we as a defense and as a team, as a unit, we have to just uh, stay strong throughout the throughout the game. Now, uh, you had a little problem with um, penalties that first half. Uh, caused you some problems. Uh, did the uh, coaches address that today? Yeah, most definitely. You know, uh, penalties is most definitely a big a big problem when you when you have that many penalties. I think we had a hundred some yards of penalties. So you know, playing in a big game like that is most definitely going to affect the outcome of the game. Um, you know, we have to take full advantage of every, uh, all the uh, opportunities we have, and we can't let our we can't let penalties shoot ourselves in the foot when we're trying to uh, go out and play a big play in a big game. Uh, I know I note from your. Uh biography here uh listed on the roster that you're from hawthorne california you're a number of uh several californians on the team uh, uh what do you guys um do you guys get together and talk about california and uh do you have a collective uh, uh collective view of playing at wyoming uh no well i, I, I kind of sort of knew the guys that were coming when i first came in uh that were from california like antonio uh you know, but those are the guys, you know, most of mostly on defensive side of the ball, you know. I looked up to them guys when I first came in. They were kind of like, uh, you know, mentors. They were big, the older. They was already older. So I just asked them for advice. And, you know, that just led a bond. That just let us keep a bond throughout the uh, throughout the season and my upcoming as a Wyoming Cowboy. Now, uh, you've got another game coming up this weekend. You're going to go on the road to Missouri. Uh, what can you tell us about the uh, Tigers? They're most definitely a good football team. Uh, they're a good football team. They like to make plays. Uh, they have an explosive offense. So it's just up to the defense to do what we have to do. Stay disciplined to our game plan and just keep the uh, keep the uh, keep the game plan how the coaches want it to be. Well, uh, Tyler, I want to thank you for joining us, uh, and I want to wish you good luck in Missouri and um, uh, get all those Cowboys fired up. Uh, we're going to be behind you all the way. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. That was Tyler Hall, uh, uh, junior um, uh, nickelback and linebacker for the University of Wyoming. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Same here.
Yeah, that was my interview this afternoon with uh, Tyler. Um, I want to thank Tim Harkins of the University of Wyoming. Uh, he's a communications uh, uh, man for the uh, athletic department, uh, uh, allowing me to get these interviews and arranging them, so I appreciate that. Um, Tyler's uh, an interesting young man. I think that uh, you know they've got him playing nickelback and uh, kind of shoring up that middle um, I think that uh, he's representative of some of the good players that we have. Yeah, I think uh, Tyler stepped into that position has done a really good job. It's such an important position because it's a hybrid linebacker, defensive back position that DJ May played and Jalen Ortiz played last year in replacement of DJ May. So that was a very important to find somebody that could step in and, and have the athletic ability and the, the football sense to play that position. He's really emerging well there and uh, really turning in kind of a bona fide star with, with all the stars already on defense and uh, expect to see some big plays out of him down the stretch here. And I, and you're so right. Uh, he has really stepped in and he's, you know, the third part of the trilogy with, uh, you know, with uh, DJ may, how well he played that position, like you mentioned, uh, Jalen Ortiz last year and, and right now. And, and you just look through that defense is that, you know, no matter what, that is still a quality unit. And once we get into Mountain West conference play, it's, it's going to be a tested unit having played, you know, games against two power five teams that uh, I th they're going to really hold their own and, and I think there's going to be some punishment that they're going to inflict on some of these other teams that they'll be facing this year. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago, about two weeks ago, that defense was dominating New Mexico State and looked really impressive and looked very impressive in the bowl game, too, against Central Michigan, and really most of that defense has returned. So, you know, we're all down right now, or a lot of the fan base is down right now, but we got to keep keep our heads up and know that uh, we get, we got a pretty salty defense out there. Well, yeah. as the week goes by, it's uh, what is today? Tuesday. It's Tuesday already. And so the, the hurt and the burn is kind of worn off a little bit and we're on to the next game. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, we, we, we tend to look at the board as being the um, uh, overall mood of poke nation, but uh uh, it doesn't necessarily follow that the way we're feeling on the board is the way the team is approaching it. They've got to have a, they've got to have a short memory. They got to get that out of their mind, and uh, move on to the next thing. And uh, not that they uh, don't care about losing, but they've got to uh, forget about it. Well, Jeff and Ian, what do we have here between the three of us? Uh, 130 years of uh, following the Cowboys and maybe even more. Maybe even so, more. Uh, yeah. We've been through it all. <laughs> yeah, this is, um, uh, this is, this is pretty good. Um, this is pretty good times that we're having now on uh, Wyoming football. I mean, um, uh, we had the uh, Vic Coning years, uh, which were uh, dreadful. And uh, we had some other um, lean tough years uh, since um, since uh, uh, the Tiller days and the uh, uh, Coach Roach days. So uh, we, uh, I think um, I think we're well on our way. It's just uh, there's some bumps in the road. And uh, 
they're going to come around. But, you know, guys, uh, it's about that time. I'm going to reach over here and get this thing here. Just a minute. Um, work. All right, there you have it. Another one in the books, guys. The Go Yo Go Cowboy Roundtable. So, uh, Ian, uh, you're going out to Missouri, right? I'll be in Missouri. I'll be checking that weather report out. Um, we might get some rain. I may be up in the sweet boxes, fortunately. I know you're going to be down on the sidelines, Jeff, with your friend, Tony. So I'm looking forward to getting out there and seeing a really good game from the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. And how about you, Jim? Are you going out? No, I'm not going to make it uh, this year. I I put in all of my road games last year and uh, went to every game last year. But this year I'm going to take some time off from some of the road games and uh, I'm not going to be there. But I definitely will be watching it on TV here locally. Now that's on, uh, is it on ESPNU? Did I get that right? That is correct. ESPNU. ESPNU. Uh, kickoff is at. Help me here, guys. I just five o'clock Mountain Time. And five o'clock Mountain Time. So that would be six o'clock Central Standard Time for us, Jeff. So uh, exactly. I'll have to make sure that I'm in the stadium by then. I, I don't think uh, Tony's going to let me forget. So uh, we'll be there. And uh, like I said, we got some sideline passes, so hopefully we don't get run over. Um, uh, Tony and I were joking about uh, putting in plays. I don't. I don't think we're going to do that either. <laughs> you don't think Coach Bull would listen to you? Uh, no. Tapped him on the shoulder. Uh, I don't want to get kicked off the sideline, so I'm going to just be. Oh, no, Jeff! Man. If we win this game, you're going to have a special place because the last SEC game you went to, the Cowboys did pretty well. Yeah. So I fully expect you to bring home us, bring another one home to us. Well, I am uh, thinking the same way, you know. Uh, last one was pretty good. Let's uh, let's do it again. Yeah, Jim, I actually was at the last two road victories. I was at Old Miss and Tennessee. Oh, great. That's even better. We got the right crew there, both you and Jeff. Uh, yeah. So let's make that uh, – let's do this, you guys. Yeah, I was in Laramie when they beat Old Miss, so I have a three-game winning streak. Right all now. right. Well, let's, let's carry it out to four, all right? Okay, well, gentlemen, there you have it. This has been the Cowboy Roundtable, sponsored by the Go IO Go website. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. We've been joined by Ian McMacken, publisher of the Go IO Go, and Jim Anest, Wyoming Cowboy fan extraordinaire. This has been a Jackalope Ridge Media production in cooperation with the University of Wyoming and Learfield Sports. All rights reserved. <laughs>